We will speak for the books. Like the Lorax? The Lorax speaks for the trees. Books are made out of paper. Paper is made out of trees. What about ebooks? We can speak for them too. Audiobooks? Audiobooks speak for themselves. Paul Acampora. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And what are we talking about today? We are talking about audiobooks. Yay! Do not forget audiobooks when you are in the process of getting your stuff published. I personally love audiobooks. I have about a 30-minute commute to work, 30 to 40 minute, depending on how much I speed. <laughs> and I love to be able to just sit and listen. My favorite author, Brandon Sanderson, has books that are 50 hours long when they're read out loud. And it would take me way longer than that to read it if I tried to read it on paper because I just don't have the time. Audiobooks are a great resource for people who are busy, who constantly just don't have time to sit and read. Yeah, I often listen when I am doing chores around the house. I will just put the headphones on and it helps getting through those dishes and making sure the backyard is clean. All of that helps all of that go by so much faster because I'm engaged in a story. Audiobooks are a growing market, which is why I say do not forget them. So let's get into the nitty gritty of how audiobooks are growing. There was a 2018 report that showed that total sales of audiobooks doubled to $2.5 billion in the last five years. It is exponentially growing. I think I remember something about just in one year, the number of books sold was somewhere around like 35% more than the year prior of nice. audiobooks. When a lot of the other reading and ebooks and traditional books are actually kind of slowing down in how much they're selling. Does it make a difference if I'm a fiction author or a nonfiction author? No, not really. Fiction is more popular in audiobook form, but nonfiction has a presence. Fiction makes up about 70% of all audiobook sales. So if you are in fiction, you definitely want to consider getting your book into the audiobook world. If you're nonfiction, consider it, but it's not quite as necessary. See, it seems interesting to me because I feel like if I were taking a class, studying whatever, having an audiobook version of it would be super helpful so I could read and listen at the same time. I think it kind of depends on what that nonfiction is about. Because a lot of your self-help books, you actually want the physical copies of so you can look and review and go back to the pages that you need reference at the time. But again, if you want an audiobook, it really doesn't matter what genre you're in. You're going to have better time and more traction if it's fiction, but nonfiction is fine as well. Is it worth it? I would say yes. It is an expensive venture to do it right. But with audiobooks growing the way they are, you're going to get more readers than you would just traditional. Like I said, I don't personally have a lot of time to read books for fun unless I am listening to it while I'm driving or doing dishes or doing chores because I just don't have time to sit and read. And it's an interesting way to access people who aren't readers. My dad is not a reader, but he will sit and listen to an audiobook on his road trip or whatever because he doesn't feel like he's reading at that point. It's almost like he's watching a TV show while driving. 
So again, this goes back to how your audiobook is going to be received totally depends on how you make it. There are basically two options. You can do it yourself or have professionals do it. If you do it yourself, there's a huge quality concern because Audible likely won't take it. They have very high quality standards for stuff that they will publish. But you have places like LibriVox that pretty much as long as it's not copyrighted or whoever is doing it has the copyrights, you can just throw it on there and they'll accept basically anything. Professionals, however, will have that quality that Audible is looking for. There's also huge concern with the talent and the skill because when it comes to your talent, the actual voicing part, just because you wrote it doesn't mean you're going to read it out loud very well. Yeah. For me, that's a huge concern because I don't want my own voice on there because I do not like the sound of my own voice and I do not read out loud very well. So reading 15 hours for a book or I think black and white was 11, 12, around there, I would have been miserable reading the entire thing and then editing the entire thing. I do not like the sound of my own voice. So you have to have talent that can read out loud and do it in an entertaining way that people will like to listen to. And that sounds like a weird thing for people to be good at or not, but it really is. Aspen House actually sources a lot of local actors because they're used to reading words verbatim, communicating emotion through them, and performing and talking a lot. Then the skill set comes in because audiobooks aren't just record and throw it up. You have to edit the audio. You have to listen for mic pops. You have to listen for clicking. You have to listen for unusual noise. Know how to take it out and also recognize when you need to redo that whole line or that whole paragraph. Another thing that your engineer should know if you aren't the one doing it is the room that you're recording in. So the room that we are currently recording in has padding on the walls to minimize extra sounds and stuff, but we can have thumps travel up through the microphone. Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. You were still reverbing. Yay. (laughs) Those are the kind of things that you need to keep in mind when you're considering audiobooks is you can't just record it in your bedroom on a laptop microphone. It will sound terrible. You have to have the equipment. You have to have the skills. You have to have the talent. And that's why we recommend hiring professionals to do it. It can be very expensive, though. This is the most expensive thing that Aspen House offers because of how much work goes into it, how many different people have to be involved in the process. So you can estimate 150 words per minute approximately for speech. So that's two people, your recorder and the person talking. And then it takes about two minutes to edit one minute of audio if your editor is good. So for every 150 words you have, is four minutes of people working on your project. And that accumulates very quickly. And that also depends. Sometimes you'll have not only the talent and the engineer, but somebody that's a director there making sure that the script is being followed correctly, making sure that, you know, if the talent stumbles over something and they don't catch it, that they're going back and redoing things, you know. So it's a lot of moving pieces that are involved in the audiobook making process. But if you do it right, the payoff is great. Mm-hmm. So there's two different times that you could be recording your audio. At Aspen House, we like to do it before it's been copyrighted, before it's been printed. So that if the narrator, if they run into words that are just hard to say in that sequence, those changes can be made with the author's approval. 
And the other option is after you've published your book and all of your words are set in stone, it becomes a lot more difficult on the production to get it out. And some authors are like, yeah, okay, change two to also so that the homonym doesn't confuse things. And if you've already published your book, it's not out of the realm of possibility to get your book made into an audiobook. But at Aspen House, it becomes a lot more difficult, especially if you didn't get it edited through us. We actually work hand in hand with another company in town who does a lot of the after publishing process. And especially if our editors didn't go through, because if you let our editors know prior to publication that, hey, I hope to eventually make this into an audiobook, your editors can keep that in mind when they're going through and going, okay, this is a homonym and this needs to be changed. So the benefit to doing it after it's been published and everything is it actually spreads out those financial duties. Because it can be, like we said, audiobook can be the most expensive part of the whole process. So it takes time, it takes money. And if you're self-publishing, you won't have that up front. And that's okay. But you can keep it in mind if that's going to be something that you want in the end while you're going through the rest of the process. So a lot of the point of this episode of Writing Roots is to open your mind to the possibility of accessing new readers or non-readers with your story to get you thinking about all the different ways that your work can be published because ebook is great, printing is great, audiobooks are great. If you want a good wide fan base, getting your book on all three of those different places is probably the best thing that you can do. So to wrap up, don't forget audiobooks. Think about it. Think if that's something that you want in the end. And let your team know that, hey, this is something I'm considering for the future so that when they're doing whatever their job is that they're doing, they can keep that in mind. So as you're going about the writing and thinking about what you're doing with the audiobooks, always remember the one thing. Write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>